0: We are resuming a very powerful message that we kicked off last week. Does anybody know, remember what we talked about last week? The kingdom of God, right? We were talking about how the kingdom of God looks nothing like the kingdoms of the world outside. Is anybody thankful? (laughs) I'm thankful that God's kingdom, here's the title of our message, is upside down and backwards. Y'all are so good. The kingdom of God is upside down and backwards to the way of the world. And I don't know about you, but like I said, I'm thankful. I'm glad that God is good, that God is holy, that God is righteous, that God is justice, right? Because the kingdoms of this world are tainted by sin, by hate, by this thing we call flesh and wants. Right, And the kingdoms of, the, of the, this world are set up usually to benefit kings. <laughs> and God's kingdom is upside down and backwards. You'd think that his kingdom would benefit him. But his kingdom, hear me, benefits you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm thankful. He didn't come to be served, Jesus Christ. Jesus said that I came to serve. That's how much God loves us. God's kingdom is upside down and backwards. And that's a truth, simple, true statement, right, that we say. You've heard me say it all the time. You've heard Pastor Keith say it all the time. And it's such a simple truth, and it's so true. And so we're going to dive a little deeper this morning, look at some things, talk about some things that prove that simple truth. Amen. Is that going deeper okay with anybody? Yeah. Somebody say deeper. Amen. Take us deeper this morning. Lord, amen. Let's look at our foundational scripture that we used out of Isaiah 55, right? I love the book of Isaiah, a mighty man of God, a prophet of God. Uh, and for, for time's sake, uh, Miss Brittany, let's just skip to uh, verse 8. This is what I really want us to get, what I want to stick with us this morning, what God declares about not just himself, but also for, about his kingdom. And so verse 8, he says, God says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, Says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God's ways, God's thoughts, God's activities, everything about God, who God is, are not just better, they're higher. They're higher. And that's why God's kingdom is upside down and backwards to my logical thinking. And upside down and backwards to the the leaning of my flesh. Right? Because his ways are higher, they're foreign to me. But just because they're foreign to me doesn't mean that God doesn't also invite us to go higher. Who's been born again? Who's been saved? Look at all them hands. Come on, Jesus, glory to God. Remember the day you got saved. Yeah. Try and picture your life, how it looked, how it felt, where you was. Oh, my southern drawl, cut out where you were. <laughs> now look at where you are now. There should be a difference. If there's not, something's wrong. Yeah. What has God done? He has elevated you higher. Come on, somebody. And guess what? He's still, as long as you stay the course and keep following Jesus, he'll continue that that steady track of going higher, of growing. I'm so thankful that Ian looks nothing like he did when he was born again. I surely wouldn't be a pastor. I surely want to be here preaching to you this morning. Amen. And he's just getting started. He wants to take me to to higher places. Amen. He wants to do that for you this morning, too. He doesn't just see Ian as super special and blessed. I mean, I am super special and blessed. (laughs) But you can be too, amen? Right? God loves you. So let's look at that, that, re- that next point. We condensed about three points uh, into one point for time's sake, okay, to, to kind of uh, show you what we talked about and looked at last week. It's got so much great uh, meat in this point. So try and wrap your mind around this this morning of what we said last week. We said the kingdom of God is upside down and backwards, right? God's kingdom operates from a spiritual system, which is the opposite. Somebody say opposite of this world system. You got to know that, you got to remember that, you got to believe that. When the world comes against you, it's because if you're living for God, you're doing it the opposite way. You're going countercultural to their thoughts, to their to the things that they believe, and that's why the world hates us at times. Right? Because it's opposite but here's the, here's the good news. God invites us to live a, a, a higher life, what I was just sharing about, a life at a higher level. In order to operate in the kingdom of God, we have to repent. Somebody say, oh, <laughs> right? That, that word repent's not a fun word, but hey, it's something we have to do on a daily basis. It's a spiritual restart. It's how I come into agreement with God, right? It's how I literally change the way that I think and I come into agreement and alignment with the spirit of God who lives within us, right? We have to daily repent because I'm usually probably daily sinning, not on purpose. I do things on purpose at times, but I have thoughts I have to cast down, right? Uh, I may do things that I'm not supposed to do. I may even be doing everything that I'm knowing what to do the, the, the most best way that I know how, but I still fall short, right? And so when I repent, I change the way that I think, I told you all last week that that word repent, if you study it out, uh, it actually means return to the high place. Did you know that? Yeah. That word return, short for R, return, repent, pent is where we get the English word for a pent house, right? Which is a high place. So God's ways are not ours, they're higher, right? God asks us to repent so that we can return to the high place. higher place. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Repentance is a good thing. It reminds me that God's God, and I'm just me. And I ain't got it all figured out, and I'll fall short. And when I do that, I line my spirit up with God's, which is truth, that says, you know what? Yes, your life is a lot better than it was, but you still need a Savior. You still need truth every day. You still need me in your life. right? And that's why we have to daily repent. Amen? And so God's kingdom is opposite to the world's. Everything is spiritual. God invites us to live at a higher level. He calls us higher. To live higher, I have to think higher because if I can change my thoughts, then I can actually change my actions. That's why I have to repent also. When I change the way that I think, now I can change my behaviors. If I can change the way that I think about myself, the way God sees me, when I repent, I I see myself in that lens of God. And now I can see and believe who I am through the eyes of God, now I can change my actions. Does it make sense? I can change my life. I can change the way that I live. And then to change my thinking routinely, I have to repent. Repentance is coming into agreement with God. Amen. So let's look at that first new point on y'all's outline this morning. I just want to go ahead and say, before we get into the new part of the message, got a text from Pastor Keith yesterday if you have already looked at your outline this morning, you might have thought, "Man, this is long." I got good news for you. Uh, we're going to make it into two messages. So today we're only going to get about halfway. Somebody say, "Amen." I, I know y'all love me, but you don't love me enough for me to preach until your lunch time. Uh, and if we was going to preach the whole thing, we might be here well past that. Amen. So we spared y'all, and we love y'all. And so, but I just want to say that before we get kicked off, okay? So it, I know y'all fill in the blanks, folks. You're going to be like going home really like discouraged. We're going to give you those blanks next week, amen? So we're talking about the kingdom of God being upside down and backwards, right? We are talking, I was just talking about how we come into agreement with his kingdom when we repent and change the way that we think, right? And so when I agree with God, this is, this is what's upside down and backwards. When I agree with God with my thoughts, my life, what am I actually doing? When I come into agreement with God, with my life and my beliefs and my faith, what am I actually doing? I'm actually living by faith. Do you see that? If you're taking notes, just write that down. Living by faith. Because that's what's upside down and backwards to the world out there. When I live my life by faith instead of faith in myself, faith in my spouse, faith in my job, faith in my hobbies, whatever it is, that's upside down and backwards. You just living by faith is upside down and backwards to the way of the world. And so this first point, it says the kingdom of God is upside down and backwards. God's kingdom operates by faith. There it is, right? Faith and not by sight. This is what shifts our confidence and dependence from what we see to what God says. This is what's upside down and backwards to us and even to the world. The longer you live for Christ, I don't want to say the easier this gets, but the simpler it can become if you are walking out this daily relationship through worship and prayer and doing quiet times and reading your word right? Because the longer I live for God, the better I should get at walking by faith and not by sight, and not by my emotions, and not by my offenses, and not by my grudges, and not by the judgment of what people say or think about me, or what I even think that they think about me. Come on, somebody. You are living your lives and bowing down to people that don't even think what you think they think about you. The only thing that matters is what Jesus Christ thinks about you, and I've already told you that he loves you. He accepts you just the way that you are. He doesn't judge you. One day he will judge you based on what you've done with that truth that I just shared with you. And that's why I'm so thankful that King of God is upside down and backwards because the world's kings out there, they don't accept just anyone, do they? If you fit their mold, if you talk the way that they talk, if you dress the way they want you to dress, if you're woke enough, right? Then yeah, you can come into our kingdom, you can come into our club. God's kingdom is nothing like that. And I'm thankful. We are called, hear me church, to live by faith and not by sight. That is upside down and backwards. I don't know where you are today. I don't know if you're in a good place, a rocky place, But hear me, just because you can't see God right now doesn't mean he's not working. We just sung about it this morning. You have to walk and live by faith. If God said it, he's faithful to do it. Now, I don't know when and how that's going to happen, but he will. And that's why the enemy wants to come against you and, 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 and pester you. Right And gets you to doubt and get you to question and get you to get mad. And God says, stay the course. Please, because when it happens, that's going to be that next breakthrough to get you to the next breakthrough to take you higher and higher and higher. Anyone trying to go higher today, somebody? Take us higher, Lord. We are called to live by the Spirit and not by our feelings. That is upside down and backwards. See, because that's how God leads. He doesn't tell me where he's going to take me, but he's, he's told me that he's called me. And, and he beckons me to come and to go and to see. Right? And I have to be led by the Spirit of God. See, we should actually enjoy being led by the Spirit of God more than we would, you think, be enjoy being pressured and driven by the world. So many people, it breaks my heart, making decisions, making choices, living their life because of the pressure, the peer pressure, because of the the, the driving of the world and people. And God's like, you you are a slave to people that don't even love you, let alone like you. They're going to use you, chew you, and spit you out as soon as they're done with you. And God says, follow me. And I'll take you. I'll care for you. I'll love you. I won't leave you nor forsake you. Right? That sounds like somebody I can trust. Amen? We are called to walk in love and not judgment. That is upside down and backwards. Church, what would happen? What would your life look like? What would your family look like? What could your workplace look like? If you chose to walk in love, real, Jesus Christ, authentic love, every single day, I guarantee you the world around you would change. I guarantee you the world around you would change. Y'all heard that story of the man that was in prison? Every day he prayed, God, get me out of here. God, get me out of here. God, get me out of here. 15 years, God never got him out. And then one day he realized, you know what? God, I need to change me. He began to pray, God, change my heart, change my life. And guess what happened? God didn't just spiritually free him. He got out. Some of us are, are, are spiritually, we've spiritually imprisoned ourselves with our negative thoughts, with our words, with our doubt, with our everything. And God wants to free you. Amen. So what is your confidence in? this morning what are you depending on this morning are you depending on what you can see are you depending on what you can feel is your confidence in tangible earthly things because if it is as soon as that thing falls you fall put your confidence in your faith who is Jesus Christ last thing i want to say about this point when we walk by faith We're not always going to always know the answers. When you walk by faith, God's not going to give you the answers to everything. That's upside down and backwards. So can you still follow God? Will you still choose to follow God when you don't know the destination? Someone says yes. Will you still choose to follow God when you don't know when? Some of us, maybe we'll, we'll believe for 20 hours, and then we'll doubt. Some of us are a little more holy. We'll believe for maybe 20 days. Some of y'all are holier than that. You might believe for 20 weeks. And some of y'all sitting right here have been sitting on a promise for 20 years. Some of you right here, right now, are sitting on a promise that you've not seen in 20 years. Will you still follow God? He still said it. He'll still do it. Amen. Stay faithful. He will do it. See what the thing is? We forget we serve a God of eternity, right? Twenty years for you and me is a long time, right? Not not, the older you get, the the quicker it goes. I'm experiencing that. But the God of eternity, what's twenty years? A blink of an eye. But His timing is what. It's perfect. Y'all are so good. Y'all are tracking with me. That's good stuff. Last question: Will you still follow God? When you don't know the how, God's called you, and all we do is begin to go to God with questions. What did Moses do when God called him? Yeah, but what? I can't speak. What? We begin to tell him what I can't, what I don't have. If God's called you, stay faithful, answer the call. Amen. It's upside down and backwards to the way of the world in the way that we're used to living our lives. I, mean, a quick three, um, I want to give you three quick scriptures on some definitions of faith. So we're talking about the kingdom of God being upside down and backwards. And so what we're going to really transition to in today is how our faith makes the kingdom of God upside down and backwards. So I just want to give you some definitions of what the Bible says faith is. Okay, Romans 10, 17, who knows it? It says, so then faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. I'm so thankful that y'all are here this morning hearing the Word of God. Right? How do I grow? I have to be in the Word of God. How do, how do I continue to go higher? I have to be in the Word of God. I can only grow my faith and in what I believe by my daily routine of life of being in His Word. That's what faith is. Amen. That's what it is. Uh, that next scripture is Hebrews 1.11. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Somebody say hoped for. Hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. And so this is what I was just rambling on about. Right? Having faith in your faith and who God is and not faith in what you can see. So what are your thoughts like? What are your words like right now? Are you calling things right now as you see them? Or even what the world says that they are? Or are you calling things as God sees them and what God wants to do, right? By faith. I have to, by faith, call things as though that they are, even though they're not yet. And hey, that does not make you a liar. That's a lie from the enemy. If you are walking by faith, you are calling that thing by faith what God says that it is. So hey, if you're in a rocky marriage, maybe it's rocky, but God doesn't call it to be that way. We've made it that way by ourselves for being selfish, right? You're the problem, not your spouse. There's always something that I can do better, right? So how are you speaking over your marriage? How are you thinking over your marriage? Are you calling it what it is? This is depressing. This is hard. This is is whatever it is. Or are you saying, you know what? This is something glorious that God has joined together. God wants to do things in and through us. He has joined us together. Right? What are you saying about your circumstances of life, your relationships? What are you saying about your kids? Do you know you want to talk about some seeds that have eternal value, the words that you're saying to your kids? Y'all, and they are listening. Xander's about to be 11 months, and I already know he's listening and watching and picking up on everything that we do. And we tell him all the time of how proud of him we are, how much we love him. Right? And it's been easy so far because he really can't do anything. Oh, and he's starting to get into our TV cabinet all the time. I'm like, no, no, no. But I love you. I'm so proud of you that you can walk over the TV cabinet. Right? As they get older, there's more issues. There's more seasons. Hear me. However old your kids are, continue to speak life. Speak what God says. Right? That next scripture, Hebrews 11.6. And the cool thing that we're going to do through the rest of this outline today and next week is we're actually going to use that chapter, uh, Hebrews 11. And if uh, y'all have never, you know what, I'm just going to give y'all some homework this week. Go home this week and read the entire chapter of Hebrews. Hebrews 11. It's called the faith chapter. Uh, They actually don't even know who wrote the book of Hebrews. But whoever wrote it... (laughs) was anointed by God to write it the way that he did because he, he talks about faith, but then he goes back and he gives us pictures of people in the Old Testament that walked by faith. And so we are going to use that for the rest of, of today. And for next week, we're going to be hanging out in Hebrews. But I want to use Hebrews 6 before we get in to the rest of the outline this morning because it says, this is the one that y'all probably know, right? But without faith, it is Impossible to please him who is God, for he never comes to God, must believe that he is, and that he is a for those who diligently seek him. It is impossible to please your God, please your Father, without the faith that you possess and walk in. It's impossible to please God the Father if you deny the gift that he gave. Freely. Who's Jesus. When you seek the Lord with all your heart, He doesn't just bless us. Our lives begin to flourish spiritually. I have joy. I have peace. When you seek Him, your faith flourishes. And the amazing thing is your life will naturally begin to start to reflect who He is. And the things that you're, you're fighting against or the things that you're trying to put down or the things that you're trying to Replace with, with your faith that seemed kind of hard right now. It's just like working out. The more you do it, the stronger you become. Right? And his burden begins to be lighter and lighter. There's always going to be a burden. We all have a cross to carry. Okay? Don't miscommunicate uh, what I'm trying to say. There's always going to be a cross and a burden you have to carry. But let him carry it <laughs> as much as heavenly possible. Amen? Because he will. He's faithful. Amen? So let's look at that next point. So walking by faith for you and for me is upside down and backwards to the way of the world. According to chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews, some awesome, amazing things that you're all going to learn about this week because you're going to read it, right? Who's going to read it? I'm going to give you some of the scriptures this morning. Some amazing things begin to happen in our lives when we actually begin to walk this out. and We actually be- begin to believe that God can and God will. Right? That first point, by faith, we'll obtain a good Testimony. Faith creates credibility in a world of cynicism. Your testimony is what God has done in and through you already, and it's also what He's going to do. I like to kind of compare your testimony to like a job resume. Do they still do resumes these days? Who knows what a resume is? Oh, yeah, good. Praise God. Okay. So I don't got to backtrack and explain what that is. So a resume, right? What do we do on a resume? We highlight all the good characteristics of ourselves, right? Why I I am the person for the job. Why you can trust me, right? All the good things I've done and all the good things I want to do, right? But I need your help to get me there. Our testimonies are a lot like a resume, for the, to showcase the glory of God in your life for the world to see. Yeah. It's how he shines in and through you. You, you, you. Anyone who will listen to you, share it. And it's up to them to accept it or deny it. Right? And it all gives glory to God. When we walk by faith, a living testimony is forged. The day you say yes to Jesus, your testimony begins to be forged. Forge, right? It's how we show the world what God is doing and already done for us. Look at Hebrews um, uh, chapter 11, verse 2. Right in the beginning, he's getting ready to kick this off, the writer of Hebrews, and he he says, By faith, the elders, if you're reading the NIV or New King James, says the ancients, he's talking about the Old Testament uh, people that he's going to use throughout the rest of the chapter. He talks about Moses and Enoch. And Cain and Abel, he says, by faith for the elders, those folks that I'm talking about, obtained a good testimony. And their testimonies are still speaking every day. Every day we pick up our Bibles and we read what they did by faith, it still lives. So is your testimony, is it something that when you share it, is it just something that God did 10 years ago and that's it? Because maybe that's the last thing God did. Because that's the last thing you did that he asked you to do. Did you hear what I said? If your testimony, the newest thing on your, on your resume is something that you did 20 years ago, you know you ain't going to get hired. You got to update that thing based upon your faith. And that's how it continues to live. Do you see that? Look at Matthew 5.16. It says, let your, let your light shine before men so that they may see, somebody say see, your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is how you showcase His glory, is by your life of faith, by your choices of faith, by your words of faith. Right? Living by faith is upside down and backwards. So when you're sitting at work talking with your buddies and somehow church comes up and you're like, yeah, you know, I tithe every single week and they're like, tithe, what's that? You're like, I literally give 10% to God before I get paid. And they're like, do what? That's upside down and backwards, right? That's craziness to the world out there. You're going to say that you bring $750 home every week and you give God, you give Jesus $75 right off the top? Yes, I do. I love God that much. That's how you showcase the glory of God. Or when you're sitting with a couple, maybe that don't come to church, so you're still friends, and you're talking about raising kids, and you know, talk about maybe watching movies. Or when we watch a movie, you know, if it starts cussing or certain things start going on in the movie, you know, we turn it off. They might look at you and say, You turned the movie off for cussing, one bad word? Well, yeah. Is that upside down and backwards to the world? What are you doing? showcasing your testimony, showcasing the glory of God. If you're doing that, that's pretty easy. If you're not doing those things, it doesn't matter. Today's a new day. You can start today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And then today you can start today. And then that next point. So one of the things God does is he begins to forge a testimony in our lives by faith, which is upside down and backwards. One of the other things it does, by faith, we understand the power of the spoken word. Faith calls those things that are not as though that they were. We have to get this. Church, you have to understand the power of your words. And understand the power of your words if your mouth is filled with His word. Right? Right? We have to understand the power of the spoken word. Words have power. See, and I have to start by repenting, by changing the way that I think. Good thoughts are good, but good words are better. Good thoughts are good. I have to start somewhere. But it has to translate from here to out here because it doesn't come, become reality until that shift happens. When I actually hear myself begin to say the things that I'm saying by faith, that I'm saying I believe, in, when you hear yourself say those things, it becomes reality. And so we have to, by faith, speak up and speak out, not just for us, but for our families to see, for our friends to see. Y'all know I do pest control, right? Uh, Monday through Friday, when I'm in my truck, I'm praying, I'm declaring, I'm decreeing, I'm praying for a lot of y'all. I love you, but I pray out loud. I ain't got to shout, but I need to hear myself say those things. That was a word for somebody. Just praying in your head, it's good, but hearing yourself pray is better. It's better. Right? Let's look at Hebrews 11.3. We're skipping on through there. He says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the what? The Word, there it is, the Word of God. So that the things which were not seen were made of things which were visible. Have you ever thought about that? God spoke and made things that were not yet made. In the same token, you and I have to begin to speak things by faith that are not yet made the way that god sees them why have to by faith call them into existence our father your god your daddy god abba father he creates everything from nothing whatever it is that you don't have in your life right now that you that you need i'm talking i'm talking actual needs okay not wants if you really need it believe me god knows you need it and if you can't see the how the when or the the, 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 all the answers that you have, know that God, our Father, can create everything from nothing. So He can bring it to you. It doesn't matter how or when, but He can. Yeah, and He will. Stop getting caught up in the, the questions and the answers and just begin to believe that He is and that He can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? Here's the awesome thing. Look at Genesis 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning, right the very first verse in the entire Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Verse 3, it says, Then God said. God said. God had to open His mouth. I can't imagine how big it is. Right? But He had to speak. The Word of God says He spoke. What did he say? Let there be light, and then there was light. Is anybody glad that God spoke what he wanted and not what he saw? Do you see that this morning? Because this is what we all do. This is what we would all have probably have done. We would have hovered over the earth as it was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and we would probably open our mouths and we would probably say something like this. Man, this is dark. Man, this is depressing. Man, this is like death. See, and some of us have already done that and are doing that, on a daily basis, over all the circumstances in our lives. Yes, they are dark. Yes, some of them are depressing. Yes, some of them are hard. But hear me, church. You have to begin to speak not just light, but life. You have to speak life by faith like our Father God spoke. I'm so glad that he spoke what he wanted. Begin to speak what you want, not how it is. You know, the Bible says that the Lord will delight in giving you the desires of your heart for those who earnestly seek him. If you are earnestly seeking him with all, all that you have, all that you know, where you currently are, he will give you the desires of your heart. Maybe, maybe he's just waiting on us to by faith begin to speak it. And then when I, by faith, begin to speak, it, he says, my son, my daughter, I haven't just heard, but now I see that you believe. I see that you believe, and I'm going to do that for you. Yeah, come on. Amen. And when he does, are you going to be thankful? Yeah, yeah you're going to be thankful. Amen. Does anybody want God here this morning to do some good, amazing things in your life? If you do, raise your hands up real high. I want to do something. Look at all them hands. Hey, if you don't want them to do something, you just, you just sit there and you can just do your thing. Keep them raised. I want to do something. I want to, by words, by faith, begin to declare and open windows of heaven over your life right now. Father God, Lord, I love you for these people. I thank you for these hands. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they are faithful. I thank you that they believe. Lord Jesus, don't just meet them. Take them farther. Take them higher, God. Lord, I by faith bind the things of the enemy. God, I cast them to hell where they belong. God, I lose life. I lose faith. God, I lose a spirit on fire from the spirit of heaven, God, to lead them and to use them and to guide them in Jesus' name. Does anybody receive it? Amen. If you receive it, give them a hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good. You got to not, now I did the hard part for you. Now, when you go home today, you wake up Monday morning, you begin to pray that and speak that over you with your words. And then that last point we're going to give you today, and we're going to finish this next week, I promise, okay? Another thing that happens is by faith, we offer God our first fruits. We have to, by faith, give back to God, and not just give back to God, we have to be givers. Faith honors God as the source of every good thing. One of the names they use for God in the Old Testament is Jehovah-Jireh, our provider. God will provide. When you see God as Jehovah-Jireh, you see everything that you have in your life has been given first by him. And so it's not hard for me to say, you know what, I'm going to give not just back to God what he's given me, I'm going to give freely to anyone else that the Holy Spirit puts on my heart. Because God did for me, I want to Love on others because he's that good. Here's the thing that if you're struggling with giving financially or you're struggling just giving your time to God, giving whatever it is, when you see giving as worship, somebody say worship, then it'll change your life. Giving to God is worship. You say God, I'm giving this to you because without you, I wouldn't have this to give. It's that simple. It's that simple. And I, and I worship God as my Jehovah Jireh, my provider. All right? Hebrews eleven four, the writer is talking about Cain and Abel. Y'all remember this story? Don't worry, I'm wrapping up. It's like I'm ready for lunch. Some of your ups are thinking what she's saying. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice, right than Cain. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying his gifts, and though it being, though he being dead, still speaks. Have you saw that before? His faith, the faith of Abel, bringing a more perfect gift, the first fruits, as opposed to Cain just bringing the leftovers. Cain actually killed Abel because he was jealous because God found favor over Abel. And the writer of Hebrews says just because he is killed, because he's dead, his act of faith still speaks today. That's the type of worship that God wants us to walk in, to live in. Things that'll speak beyond your life. I hope and pray that when they bury me dead, put me in a casket six feet under, you know, we're all gonna be there. That all they say is, they just see my life and what I did for the glory of God. Yeah. That my identity be lost in the identity of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? That my identity be lost in, the Jesus, in Jesus Christ. Giving is worship. When you give to God, you worship God. Amen. That's a word for somebody today. Amen. Y'all do something for me. Go ahead, close your eyes, bow your heads. I want to ask you to join me in prayers. So we get ready to close. So Lord, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your faith that you freely give us. You freely give it to us, but it's up to us to activate it, to believe in it, to walk it out, to do those things that you've said. God, I believe you declared that your, your kingdom is upside down and backwards. but by faith you can take us higher. God, you can take us further. God, you can transform us into the image of God. So Lord, right now I just pray over this congregation, Lord, that you would continue to meet us and speak to us and lead us and grow us and love us and forgive us so that we in turn can go out there and do all those same things to others, that we would freely share the gospel, that we'd freely share our testimony, that we would freely give, that we would freely use our words to speak life and freely use our thoughts to think life in Jesus' name. I know I already did an altar call this morning, but I'm going to do it again. If you you were here and you didn't raise your hand, you get a second chance, a second opportunity. If you're born again, I want you to pray right now for the lost. There's a lost world out there. So if you're here this morning and you don't know Lord, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right now I want you to do something. If you want to make him your personal Lord and Savior, right now all you got to do is just raise your hand. Just raise your hand up real high. That's all I'm asking. Hallelujah. There's hands going up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Heaven rejoices right now. Liberty Church, rejoice. I want to keep that hand raised. I want you to know right now that God loves you. He sees you. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows your problems. Most of all, he knows that he made you exactly the way he wanted you. And so right now, if you're even watching online, and you, I want you to put, you, put it in the chat if you've got your hand raised. You want to accept the Lord. Right now, I want to lead us all into a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. If you're at home watching, I want you to say it out loud too. It's going to go like this. So Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. God, we God, we believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. God, we accept Him and His life and His promises and His ways. I apply them to my life now. And I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God this morning. Amen. So awesome. Man, that makes me happy. Who's glad you came to church today? A couple of you. Awesome. Well, we love you very much. We hope to see you again next week, okay? Uh, We love you. Y'all are dismissed. Have a great day in the Lord.